What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 9 edition of The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. Recording this on a Wednesday, uh, late afternoon. Christian, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm headed to Ohio to not see either of you. Well, I guess I'll see Randy, never mind. We don't want you. (laughs) We don't want you here anyway. Majority of the time you're here, you'll see me. Yeah, 100%. I, it's the end of the week for me. I'm tired, but I'm excited to, to, to visit home. So that's good. We're not excited to have you. Yeah, Randy, how are you doing? I am exhausted. This is so much earlier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm, I'm amped for it. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is a big one. But we want to make sure we got this preview in for you guys. Um, so as always, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cut FFL, and then like and share us on Facebook at the Cup at the Cut FFL, and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. Uh, it's going to be a quick episode today. We're going to go through our Week Nine preview for the Thursday night game, the London game, the one o'clock, four o'clock Sunday night game, and then we'll go through our starts and sits going into Week Nine. Um, and before we get started, I want to tell you guys about Headliner. Headliner makes it easy to create social media videos from your existing audio, video, text, or even starting from scratch. Whether you're there to promote your podcast, radio show, blog, website, or business, Headliner has you covered. You can access free images, videos, GIFs, and music, all from within the app and Headliner itself. For two weeks of Headliner Pro for free, click the link in our description and you'll love it. All right, um, I, that's pretty much it. Let's let's get right into it here. The Thursday night game tomorrow, the San Francisco 49ers take their undefeated record into Arizona to face the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a 10-point underdog, 43-point over-under. Um, I'm curious to see the Cardinals just traded for Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds has been rolled out for tomorrow. They're unsure what they're going to do with David Johnson. If you had David Johnson, I would probably wouldn't feel safe starting him regardless. What, where do you guys value Kenyon Drake as anything more than a flex play in this one? It's, it's hard for me to even put him in the flex, to be honest. Agreed. I actually just tweeted out from, from at the cut FFL, don't start Kenyon Drake this week because it, it just came out, I think, an hour ago that they're going to go running back by committee. So you're going to see some Zach Zenner in there. You might see a little bit of DJ. Uh, I would not start anyone um, apart from maybe the wide receivers for the Cardinals, which we'll touch on a little bit later, but I am am not putting Kenyon Drake in any of my lineups. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably be a little bit worried about Kyler too. I mean, he's going on two straight weeks with no touch, no passing touchdowns and it's not, it's not been bad matchups. I I know he played the saints last week, but he wasn't able to get anything done against a, a pretty bad giants defense. And now he has to play the, undefeated 49ers on a short week when their front seven is just going nuts. So I, I want I would probably look for another option there um, for the 49ers. It doesn't sound right now um, that Matt Breida or Raheem Mostert is going to play. So you have to think that Tevin Coleman is going to get a ton of work and maybe some touchdown upside with Jeff Wilson. We don't really know how the goal line touches are going to go because Wilson and Coleman haven't been on the field at the same time or haven't been active at the same time this year. I know when Coleman was out, they had Wilson be that guy. 
So I'm curious to see that. I mean, Tevin Coleman had a ridiculous week last week. I don't, I mean, I don't think he's going to have anything close to that this week, but Randy, are you feeling a top 15 performance with Tev, with Coleman, with your boy Brita being out? Um, top 15 has me worried, but I do think he's an RB2 this week. I mean, it's a really good matchup. It is. Well, I mean, but the Cardinals do focus heavily on the run game, usually on defense. So maybe they do stifle him a bit. But obviously, they usually have the holes up for everyone, and he gets some receiving work as well. Uh, I know Wilson's still kind of like a game-time decision for the game as well. So if Wilson – I know Breed is basically out. Uh, mm-hmm. And if Wilson's not playing, I think you could play Mostert too as a flex. Yeah, I, I, Mostert, I think he's questionable, but it, it seems like it's, they're trending towards, like you said, Breed and not playing, but Mostert could be out there. Obviously, if, if Mostert's there, that kind of takes away all the value for Wilson. Um, I mean, I'm going 49ers in this one. Are you guys, are you guys on the same page? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be up early and often. Yeah. Let's move on here. The 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time London game. It's the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Texans are favored by two over under 47. Gardner Minshew has been on a tear. Um, And obviously, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He can make plays even while getting kicked in the eye. Um, Are both these quarterbacks QB1s this week? Well, obviously Watson, but I guess it's more a question for about Minshew. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, Minshew's gotten progressively better. He had, I think, one or two bad weeks sprinkled in, but I mean, the last two he's been a quarter, a top twelve quarterback, and the Texans' defense is is not good. They're not no. they're not scary. They don't have any secondary. I think this is going to be a shootout. I actually think this over under is a little low, um, but. I, I mean, I'm I'm playing Gardner Minshew. I, I think that it's tough to put him on your bench. Yeah, uh, bounce back week for Kenny Stills. Um, it could be. I mean, just they only have the Jags only really have one corner now in Bouye. So, in uh, the secondary for them hasn't looked amazing ever since Ramsey's been out. So I could see it <laughs> happening. Uh, Stills is basically if he can get the deep targets, he's effective. Yeah, I mean he's always been the big play guy, and it's it's no different in Houston. But um, I, that's obviously why a lot of people started him last week. Um, Randy, I know he was your start of the week because no no Fuller, and it didn't pan out that way. But it definitely could in this one. And then I would say for tight end needy teams, you can probably keep an eye on Darren Fells. Like we talked about it on uh, Monday, the problem with Fells or uh, Aikens is they both kind of get targets, so you can never really bet on one each week. But I'd probably rather start Fells. Um, I'm I'd probably I'm probably taking the Texans in this one. How, how do you guys feel? I actually think the Jags win this one. Uh, a hunch. I'll go with the Jags too. I think Fournette goes off again. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on here. The uh, 1 o'clock games, we have the Redskins at the Bills, the Titans at the Panthers, the Vikings at the Chiefs, Jets at the Dolphins, Bears at the Eagles, and Colts at the Steelers. Uh, One of the games I'm curious to see is the Kansas City Chiefs at home against the Vikings. The Chiefs are actually the underdogs by three and a half. Um, Is this So we saw Aaron Jones on Sunday night. He he wasn't able to get much going on the ground, but it was all in the passing game. 
and he he just went he went ballistic. Uh, Randy Dalvin Cook is, I mean, is he the top RB play this week? Based on that, uh, I don't think so. I mean, they don't use him like a ton in the passing game. Obviously, he has a significant role, but they're really going to throw to the tight ends and uh, Diggs and Thielen more than anything. I think Cook can still have a pretty good game here, but I think they win this game by passing the ball, and I just assume that's going to go more towards Diggs and Thielen. Yeah. Um, any interest in Rudolph? Uh, no. Only because Irv Smith is – they're basically almost either on the field at the same time or splitting the work now. Come on. Not, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. You can't get behind Rudolph? No. Because yeah. it's still – because it's just now Halloween. We still have a whole other holiday. <laughs> we, have, we have two more holidays. It's not even Halloween yet. That's true. <laughs> um, for, the, for the Chiefs, or Christian, did you have something else to add? I was just going to say, I think that Irv Smith is going to have one of these breakout games, and it's going to push Rudolph to the bench, and I think it's coming soon. Yeah? I hope. I heard, I heard um, Rudolph on XM Radio going into last Thursday night. And he was talking about how the shift for him in this new regime, uh, and he's kind of understood it, is now he they've they're they want him to block more um, instead of being a like a pass catching tight end, and he's he's kind of transitioned into that. So uh, you have to think that the transition to Smith is going to come at some point. It's just a matter of if if they trust Smith enough to block. Uh, for the Chiefs, Matt Moore did look good against the Packers last week. Any streaming appeal for you, Christian, for Matt Moore? Definitely not. Um, I think the, the most interesting storyline in this is are the the Chiefs really going to lose four straight home games? I, I just I can't see that happening. But also they have Matt Moore at quarterback where obviously it's not Patrick Mahomes. Although he'll keep him in the game, I think. But, I mean, this Vikings team is solid. They're very good. They're very good defensively. And their offense is just, you have no idea who's going to beat you. And it looks like Thielen's going to play. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be streaming Matt Moore. I, I guess the receivers I, I'd maybe play. But, I mean, obviously Tyreek. But maybe you take a, a shot on Nicole Hardman. I, I don't know. I mean, the thing about the Vikings defense is the front seven's much better than the secondary. I mean, you're you're a well-known uh, Xavier uh, Xavier Rhodes hater, um, sure, yeah. and 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 it's it's been warranted. So you have to you have to think Hill kind of Hill has a pretty big week. I'd probably feel safe starting Watkins, and then maybe if if you need if you need a dart throw uh, as a like a lower end flex, Hardman's still got that big play potential. Uh, especially being at home, so that could be something. But yeah, I I don't know. Um, more like we talked about before, more is a good backup. But fantasy wise, I'd, I I probably would agree. I'd stay away. Um, another game I'm taking a look at is the Chicago Bears on the road at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by five. It's a 43 and a half point over under, which seems high, given how bad the Bears are offensively. Um, do you guys think? the Eagles can sustain any kind of fantasy success against a second straight uh, top defense. Like when they, I mean, they put up, they put up decent fantasy points. It was more on the running side against the bills last week. Um, What do you guys foresee in this one? I'm going with the same exact recipe. 
I think the Bears have the Bears did look better last week, but I think they're definitely more susceptible to the running game. And the Eagles are running a good two man unit right now. I'm not sure that uh, Howard gets in the end zone, so maybe he's not that great of an asset for you. But I think both can be played at least in a flex role. And I'm not sure. I don't think Wentz has a good day though. Just like last week, where we were a little bit hesitant and. He, I mean, he didn't have an awful day, but he didn't have a good day. I understand there was rain every two seconds, but still. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm streaming my quarterback start of the week over Wentz in a league, uh, which we'll get to later. But I think that Wentz is going to struggle. I don't – man, the Bears offense, I'm so sick of talking about it because it's just – it's so bad. I, I don't know how they hang with the Eagles if the Eagles are able to do what they want on offense. and. I guess maybe that's give the ball to Montgomery, but if they give the ball to Montgomery 27 times against the Eagles who are good against running backs, it, it's I think it's going to be more of a blowout than a close game. Yeah. Do the do the Bears kneel the ball again instead of giving it to Montgomery? For Probably. A field goal? Probably. Yeah. Dumbass. Matt Nagy stinks. Well, Matt Nagy doesn't think he's wrong in that aspect. So because hey, he's not an idiot, Randy. That's why. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there's not really much. There's not really much more to talk about. I mean, maybe. I mean, you can maybe play Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I think he has a better uh, week this week. Yeah, I'd be more. I'd be more confident in playing Allen Robinson by far. Oh, oh, me too. Hint, hint. Um, and then, and then, uh, Goddard and Ertz. I mean, if you have Ertz, you're probably still starting him, but. I know in a league that I'm pretty desperate for tight end. I picked up Goddard, and I'm I'm probably just going to roll him out there just based on the touchdown upside. Um, I I don't know. I don't really want to talk much more about this game. There's not really like these one o'clock games, man. Redskins, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Like, like, come on, Titans, Panthers. Like, what the hell? Man. Titans, Panthers is interesting to me. Yeah, it's woof. It could it's, be okay, but it's like uh, it's not going to be a high scoring game, so I'm not. You say that, but the Panthers did just give up over fifty points. So and to the Forty Niners. Yeah, but Tannehill. I still think Kyle Allen. Tannehill threw as good as like Tannehill had like ninety yards going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, but he's still better than Jimmy G. No, he's good. Trust me, I know he's he's definitely a decent play here. I'm just saying, I don't. I don't expect a high-scoring game. It's more of what I'm trying to say. Guys, that's guys, that's that's more conversation about Titans-Panthers than I expected us to have. So that's <laughs> good. Um, let's let's take a look. Last game, uh, Colts-Steelers. This should be a good one. Um, Steelers are at home. It's an even line, 43.5 point over under. Christian, I know you're kind of surprised that this line's even. But yeah. for the fantasy aspect, um, T.Y. Hilton was limited in practice. I'm guessing he still gives it a go. Uh, he'll probably be matched up on Joe Hayden, but Joe Hayden isn't the cornerback he used to be. Um, Jalen Samuels is an intriguing play with James Conner. I know Conner has an AC joint sprain, and he isn't practicing today, but it's kind of the same injury that Josh Jacobs had last week where he doesn't have to practice all week to play because he can get a shot. Would Would either of you guys start Jalen Samuels? I know he was a common pickup in a lot of leagues, um, I, it, <laughs> I would say for me to actually pick him up and start him with confidence, Connor would have to be out, which I don't expect. 
See, I think it's more 50-50 right now. I've been keeping an eye on Samuels in most of my leagues because if Connor's out, Samuels is probably a high-end RB2. I mean, that offense runs through Connor, and Samuels can do most of what James Connor does. I mean, he, he catches balls out of the backfield just as well as Connor, if not better. And I think that as as – as much as I wouldn't want to start a running back against the Colts defense now that they're kind of coming into their own a little bit, I think that because of the way the Steelers run their offense, you you almost have to put them in your starting lineup. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If Connor's out, I would play him. But my expectation is he plays and they both get some work. Obviously, definitely more of a 60-40, maybe more for Connor still. Uh, but I don't know. It's just like you said, the Colts aren't a bad run defense, especially when fully healthy like they are right now. I'd much rather just stick with Connor until we get a full. He's completely out, and we might not get that till Saturday or Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Juju is back, boys. No, he's not. I don't know if he is or not, but at least he scored last week. Um, (laughs) I'd probably, if you have Jacoby Brissett, I'm probably looking for another quarterback in this one on the road in Pittsburgh Steelers defense is playing well I I'd, I'd probably try to stay away from that uh you guys got anything with the one o'clock or you want to move on here no the rest of them are gross yeah <laughs> it's what the hell uh at least we got four four o'clock games um Lions at the Raiders Bucks at the Seahawks Browns at the Broncos and Packers at the Chargers first one uh Raiders are a two-point favorite against the Lions in Oakland over under is 50 and a half. The Raiders are favored in this one. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know. That's kind of surprising because Detroit, Detroit's look good. I mean, so is Oakland. They, yeah, I guess. I think and, Detroit's and, the best team in, in their division, the, which is probably the boldest statement I'll make. I don't understand Pro. why you hate the Packers so much. I, I don't what, hate what, the Packers. I just what, don't think what they're what doing. What are they not doing? They beat the Lions. They don't have any did receivers. They, did they, Sean? They didn't beat did the Lions. They did. And yes, they do. They have one of the best receivers in football that should be back this week. If he's back, I agree. Do you want to just talk about Packers Chargers? <laughs> no, we'll no, stick here. Um, yeah. <laughs> any any confidence in Ty Johnson? No, no. Are Even you are if, you cutting him or are you just benching him this week? I want to I want to give it one more week, but it depends. Like like I, like we just talked about. If I need to cut someone for Jalen Samuels, it'll probably be Ty Johnson. I mean, I'd cut Ty Johnson for a backup defense right now. <laughs> I don't want to go that far. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, kidding, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm cutting him for sure. I I'm probably with Randy. I I want to hold one more week. Uh, I just want. I mean, go ahead, I just want to see the workload this week. I want to see yeah. one more week. But see, again, just like last week, they're going up against a team that is much more susceptible to the passing game. So maybe no one gets much work at all because yeah. they're just going to be throwing the ball because, like I have to say every week, because no one believes it, the Raiders' run defense is actually decent. <laughs> it's not that no one believes it. It's just it's Their just pass defense right. is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone, but that's what everyone like still plays their running back. Everyone still plays the running back against the Raiders. If it's not a top-tier guy, I'm not, oh, my God, I must play him over somebody that has a better matchup. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Jacobs, obviously, if you have him, you're probably starting him. Oh, Tyra yeah. Williams, you're starting. And then and then Waller, I, I think Waller has a bounce back week this week. I think you're um, starting everyone besides Detroit running backs. Just go with that. Even Marvin Jones? Probably. Maybe even Marvin Hall. <laughs> I, he might He's be got he he like one 30-yard pass. And that's it. It, do, it don't matter. Just start everyone that's, <laughs> that's not – the start Hunter Renfro. Moving Possibly. on. <laughs> the Bucks on the road at Seattle. Seattle's a six and a half point favorite. Over under fifty two and a half. Um, Chris got Chris Carson has been the workhorse. Uh, it, Rashad Penny didn't get traded, so he he is still on the Seahawks roster. He's probably going to get a few carries, but Carson should get 18, 20 touches again. Um, I'd probably I'd feel safe rolling him out as a high end RB two. <sighs> uh, that's that's scary to me, man. The Bucks are like third against the run this year. I I think Carson is touchdown dependent this week. I guess I think I'm I'm more leaning on. I just think the Seahawks get up early in this game and they just try to salt the game away. It's one of those games where Russ throws the ball 18, 20 times. I mean, can yeah. he do that? It's not like the Bucks can't score. Like, <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, that brings me to my next next question. It's it's what Jameis Winston are you getting? Are you getting the three is the four touchdown Jameis Winston that we've seen a couple times this year, or are you getting the six turnover Jameis Winston that we saw in London? Well, somehow think, he can do he can do both. Somehow I, was I don't just understand. Gonna say that. <laughs> I think I we're mean, gonna get the the three picks early and then the four touchdowns late, and I think it's a competitive game. I think that's why the over under is so high. Yeah, um, I, 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 if I don't know if it's just if it's just a twitch in my head, it's just I, I it's so hard for me to ever trust Jameis Winston. Um, and I mean, I, you're probably still starting Evans and Godwin together, and then uh, OJ Howard is still out with a hamstring injury. Um, Christian, I know you you put all your eggs in the camera break basket last week, and are you are you now taking that basket back to the store and telling them never to sell it to you again? Yeah, one hundred percent. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, don't shame fool me. on. Woo. Okay, well, it's it's, it's, a, it's a Simpsons joke. Oh well, I don't watch that show, but I was um, going with the George Bush reference, but, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, moving on here, the oh Cleveland wow, <laughs> <laughs> Randy guys, Randy's not on a delay; he just got it. No, it's not just getting it. I was just waiting no, for you guys to shut fun. up. <laughs> uh, okay. Cleveland Browns on the road at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are a three-point underdog. The over-under in this game is 39. The Browns get to play a backup quarterback making his first ever NFL start in Brandon Allen, a dude who has completed 60% of his passes, thrown three interceptions, no touchdowns in preseason. So. The Browns' defense probably has some streaming appeal, don't you guys think? Oh, yeah. In, yeah. in reality, this is a third-string quarterback they're going against. Yeah. Because Drew Locke's Drew Locke, true, they're, they're back up, and he should be back. I think it's in a week or two now. I I mean, this is kind of an easy – as easy as you're going to get in the matchup-wise. Plus, I know, the, Browns get, the Browns got both starting corners back last week uh, yeah. and Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. Um, it, unsure of Demarius Randall's status, but the I mean, Miles Garrett should cause havoc. 
in this oh, in yeah. this game. He should be able to get two, three sacks himself. Um, uh, the Browns should be able should be in that in the backfield a lot, um, which kind of makes me worried. Uh, maybe not as much for Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. I I would still probably trust them as maybe back end RB twos, but the passing game, uh, particularly Cortland Sutton, he's going to be matched up on Denzel Ward. I get the feeling they're not going to take their training wheels off of Brandon Allen, so I don't see them throwing the ball a ton. So that that matchup in itself kind of scares me. I think they're going to need to throw the ball a ton. I think the Browns going to be up. If, well, and if that happens, there's still no guarantee that Sutton gets a ton of catches I, because he could be throwing a lot of balls to the other team. I think Sutton's going to get completely shadowed by Ward and a safety shadow over the top. I don't think they're going to let Sutton get anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually think that everything you guys just said makes me want to play Freeman as a high-end RB2 because I think that the dump-down opportunity is going to be there and Freeman's the better pass catcher out of him and Lindsey. If that's, if that's the case, you're probably right, where if, if the Browns get up early, it probably takes Philip Lindsay out of the game for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would go RB3 for him and high RB2 for Royce, but that's – that's just banking on the Browns actually being good. So let's not do that. Just see, ignore what I said. See, the thing is, they don't even have to be good. They just have to be okay, and they're and, and they're going to have success in this game. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as much offensively, but the thing about starting a quarterback like Brandon Allen is the Browns could be put in really good field position a lot because there could be a lot of turnovers. The Browns could have short fields, and in turn, that hurts the that hurts the offense like the that hurts the broncos defense um if if you're looking to stream them at all because i know the browns have been turnover prone the last couple games so uh that's that's the only issue to me with the broncos defense playing them in this one is that the browns could have a lot of short fields due to how uh inept the broncos offense should look in this one yeah i also think i think chubb dominates this game too so i Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to play the broncos at all yeah i i'm not playing the broncos defense again until it locks at least back yeah that's probably that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's the next time i'd even consider yeah because it's it does seem like flacco's going to be out for a long time he might he, flacco might not play another game for the yeah Broncos. it was he, like five or six weeks and it's week nine so we're is, looking is he on a one-year deal uh i don't remember he will, uh, he's still on his big deal i think yeah. from the ravens i think he's expiring yeah. this year though yeah yeah I was gonna say if that's true, he's probably expiring this year because that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and then the last four o'clock game are is the Green Bay Packers, the uh, apparently not the best team in the NFC North per Christian, <laughs> um, against the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. Uh, Chargers are a three and a half point underdog, over under forty six and a half. I mean, you have if you're an Aaron Jones owner, you have to be looking your chops for this matchup, right, Randy? Yeah, even possibly Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm playing them both again. They're, yeah. Like, like we say every week pretty much, they're getting pretty much a 50-50 split. They don't really care if it's rushing or receiving game for either of them out there. Obviously, Aaron Jones is the better back, but Williams is definitely serviceable. And, I mean, he's been getting the job done lately, and this Chargers defense cannot stop the run. Yeah, I mean, if you're down Gurley, um, if you're down one of those running backs that are on by this week, Mixon, Williams could definitely be someone you look at. Uh, and then Adams, 
did go through a light workout today. Personally, I think he does come back. They said that he's made a ton of progression from the turf toe. Uh, even if he doesn't, it, it's really tough to trust any of those receivers. Um, so I'd probably want to look a different way. Uh, for the Chargers, this is going to be interesting to see how they use Gordon and Eckler. Um, probably Eckler may be the better start in this one because it's it's very possible the Chargers could be behind early and they're going to be throwing. And then Keenan Allen, um, we'll see how he practices this week, but I don't think he's going to be injured, which begs the question on how playable is Mike Williams? Very. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been consistent at his like wide receiver four, wide receiver three floor, like average the last like three weeks that he's been healthy. And we're it's literally gonna continue to be that and then he's gonna blow up one of these games and mm-hmm. gonna be borderline wide receiver one of the week. Yeah. I don't wanna be the one that has Mike Williams on my bench when that happens. So I'll yeah. probably play him. Uh, one Make thing sure. I, I do want to mention, though, sorry, Randy. Um, we don't know how this offense is going to look. They they fired their offensive coordinator this week. So, I mean, you could see Austin Eckler just completely removed from the game because Randy and I were talking about it before. I mean, Melvin Gordon's probably still the better running back here. Um, he can catch the ball. They just haven't been using it. I feel it like you didn't say that like four weeks ago. You you were under the impression that Eckler was the more talented running back. Uh, yeah. Uh, Randy, am I wrong here? The wrong impression. Yeah. <laughs> He's, you're saying the right thing. He makes no sense. I, I Just complete disrespect for Gord. I have well, no idea where the disrespect is. So what I just said, though, is a lot of respect for Gordon because Eckler's looked like the better running back this year. It's just probably how they're using him. I mean. And I think I mean, that changes this week. Eckler's getting more touches still. That's why. But I, yeah. But to Christian's point, I think he's saying that firing Ken Wisenhut, you you have to think they didn't bring Melvin Gordon back to sit him. So uh, you you wonder if that's Anthony Lynn's mo here is I want to give the ball twenty times to the more talent, my most talented offensive weapon, not named Keenan Allen, and just see what he can do with it. Um, so I, so I definitely see where, I see where Christian's coming from. Yeah. But with, even with him getting 20 touches, that doesn't necessarily mean Eckler can't get 10 catches. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, that, I, I get what you're saying. That, gonna, I, I agree with you. I think, I think they're down early this game. So mm-hmm. they're going to start passing uh, heavily starting the second or third quarter. Right. And that's like I, like we've said, the Eckler is most valuable when they're down. So yeah. I'm going to play the matchup. Sunday night, you have the undefeated New England Patriots going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are a four-point underdog, over under 44-and-a-half. Christian put in the notes here something about uh, Lamar being an RB2. I'm not not going to acknowledge it and actually ask that question. I'm more going to ask if we think that Lamar could be a QB1, and personally, I think so, um, just based on the running uh, floor that he brings. He, he, he's probably not going to do a lot through the air, but he can still end up getting 18 to 20 points because he could, he could have 80 to 90 rushing yards. Yeah. I'm just, I'm concerned how this Raven offense will look this week. We all know that the Patriots take away what you're best at and the Ravens are best at running the ball. So I think they're going to sell out to try and stop these guys. And I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. I don't really want to, 
in in theory, over the last few weeks, the Patriots have been run on, but now that they know the Ravens can only run the ball, I think they switch it up. So Ravens in, are coming off the bye, though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, like in theory, this is a good matchup for Ingram and Lamar for running, but I just know from experience that the Patriots yeah. are going to try and stop that. So I don't I think, know what to expect. I think you can. I think you can probably trust Sony Michelle with some confidence on the Patriots side. It's going to be rough. They're healthy on the D line. I'm not yeah. quite sure. I think I'd rather play James White personally. Yeah, I I don't know. Christian kind of be the tiebreaker here. I know you uh, hate Sony. I know you hate Sony Michelle more than anyone. I do, but I think I think the Patriots are going to get some good field position. I think James White will get them down to the goal line, and then I think Sony is their goal line back. So I think Sony has a lot of touchdown upside here, and I think a four point spread here is is kind of low. I mean, it, I guess it's just me not thinking the Ravens are that good of a team, but. I, I just can't see how they stay with the Patriots in this game. Yeah. Uh, and then the Monday night game. It, oh, geez. The Dallas Cowboys on the road <laughs> off of a bye against the New York Giants. The Giants are a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. How many weeks in a row is this going to make of just bad Monday night football? That's how it always is, man. Well, we thought the Browns uh, 49ers was going to be a good game. and I think the only, one, the only good one was Packers-Lions. But geez, this is a. Uh, there's no way the Giants cover. I, I don't think. They, I mean, the Cowboys are coming off a bye. Cooper's healthy. Their entire like, Gallup's back. Zeke yeah. looks good. Dak looks good. I feel like this, the Cowboys are just going to run away with this one. Yeah, but, Cow- Cowboys are a good streaming defense of the week for sure. Yeah. Um. It, do you guys do either? Of you have any interest in Daniel Jones as a streamer? No, because that's why I think the Cowboys are good defense. <laughs> it's not because Saquon's going to have a bad game. It's because Daniel Jones is going to throw picks. That's what's and then happen. we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. This could be the first week we see Barkley, Tate, Ingram, and Shepard all on the same field. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of the targets and the production is dispersed between those guys. Um, personally, with Shepard back, I think Tate's going to take the biggest hit. Um, because Barkley, obviously, he's going. He's a he's a run first guy with him being a running back. But um, Ingram, I th- I still think they use him. They're going to use him more short yardage, and they can kind of use Shepard. Shepard, I think, is going to be the deep threat. See, I think you flipped that. I think Ingram becomes the deep threat. Shepard and Tate over the middle, and then Barkley out of the backfield. I I think it can work. I know we've talked about like what we don't know what's going to happen. I think it'll work. I think yeah. Sean's. I think Sean's way the be- is the best way for it to work. I'm not sure if it's Shepard on the outside or Golden Tate because I think both are just about as effective out there. So not that much, but I think if one of them is on the outside going for the deep routes, it helps this offense. Yeah, um, and then the Cowboys, uh, obviously Zeke Cooper play, play everyone, back, play yeah, everyone. And, and you probably you probably can feel safe putting Michael Gallup back in your lineups. Um, all right, so that'll do it for our week nine preview. We're going to take a break here. When we get back, we'll get into our starts and sits, and we will get out of here. Welcome back to the cut. We're going to get into our starts and sits for the week going into week nine. Starts and sits of the week. All right, let's start with quarterbacks. I'll go ahead and start. My guy is Gardner Minshew. He's on fire right now. Uh, he's got a 13 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio. And Christian talked about it before. He gets a Texans defense that just lost JJ, just lost JJ Watt for the season, and their secondary isn't nearly what it used to be. Um, 
and their defensive touchdown to interception ratio is 18 to three for opposing quarterbacks. Um, I, th- I think Gardner is going to take advantage of that. It, I, sometimes you worry with it being a London game, but I'm not as worried about it. I think the Jaguars offense still looks good in this one. Like Christian said, he thinks it's going to be a shootout. It definitely could be. So I think you can start the mustache one with confidence across the pond in week nine. Yeah, I agree. I think he's at worst probably like QB 16 this week. That's mm-hmm. like floor. So I, I'd be fine starting him everywhere. All right. Well, because Christian did kind of take mine because he did create the document, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I think there's actually a pretty good amount of really good stream options this week, but I'm just going to roll with Cousins because he's probably one of the more hot quarterbacks at the moment. He didn't have the touchdowns last week, but I think that gets corrected this week against a better running defense than passing defense. And Thielen's back. I expect. I really hope we get back to well, – it was a couple weeks ago that both Thielen and Diggs had the touchdowns and good games. If they can continue that with Cook in this running game, they are going to be lethal going into the playoffs. Yep. Especially the fantasy playoffs. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll roll into my guy. It's the guy I stole. It's Derek Carr. I know what that sounds like, but he's coming off his best game of the season – He's facing a Lions secondary that's been getting torched lately. The Lions are 22nd in the league against quarterbacks. In order for the the Raiders to keep up, they're going to have to throw. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to be a quarterback one this week. Um, I just want to put in a side note. I initially wrote in Matthew Stafford, but I thought that was just too obvious. Start Matthew Stafford. If you have both Stafford and Carr, start Stafford over Carr. But Carr is a really good option for you this week. Yeah. I also wanted to throw in quick start Darnold. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Like I said, there's a bunch to go by. And I think you're starting car over once you said. I sure am. And I think I am as well against you. So sweet. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, another side note. I play Randy in two different leagues this week, so it's Let's it's get gonna it. get pretty heated. Let's get it. <laughs> and he's he's openly trying to tank it, one of them. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, he's not. Just At least for one week. Well, let's move on to running backs. I'll start. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, this may be a little bit of low-hanging fruit, but he's been somewhat mediocre in the last few weeks, so there's been some questions coming up about him. But nothing cures what ails you, what ails an offense quite like the Miami defense. I mean, we saw it on Monday night where they brought everybody on a third and 20. Um, Le'Veon should have a ton of running room in this one, and he's clearly the workhorse in the New York Jets backfield. I mean, they didn't pay him all that money for him not to be. The Dolphins are averaging 25 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. So, boys, ring your bells for week nine. Boo. Oh, there's more where that came from. You almost make me not want to talk now. Okay, well, uh, (laughs) I'll go in. I'm going to use Austin Eckler here for my RB start of the week. I obviously... We talked about earlier, I think even if they do use Gordon in a more increased role, which obviously they should have been from the get-go, it's kind of atrocious that they got eight rushes last week. But still, I think they're going to be down early in this game, and that's where Eckler's going to be the best. I think he gets at least seven or eight catches this week. Well, I should say targets, but I expect a lot of catches this week, and that coincides with his best weeks of the season. So I'm going to go with the – Solid RB2, and if he gets some touchdowns, which is a smaller chance because Gordon's definitely the goal line back, I think he could even get into that RB13, RB12 category if he gets those touchdowns. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like I said, the only concern I would ever have with that is we have no clue what the offense will look like. But I fully understand that Eckler is the better pass catching back, so for sure. I'll roll into my guy. It's Devin Singletary. This is another bold take. I'm full of them today, but don't have incredible expectations for Devin Singletary. He's probably not going to finish as an RB1, but he's going against a Redskins team that they've been atrocious in every aspect of the game. The Bills should handedly win this one, and I think that this might be the first time we see more than seven carries for Devin Singletary. Um, And if that happens with how effective and efficient he's been with his touches, I think that he gets into that middle RB2 range. And if you're deciding between like him or, or even a Miles Sanders, I would go with Singletary. I like his upside this week. So um, like I said, don't expect RB1 numbers, but start him up. Yeah. Yeah. Passing work is a big part of it too. At some point here, they got to give him the touches. They're putting him out in the field for a majority of the snaps, and he's got, I think, 39 total touches on the season. Obviously, he was hurt there, but you got to let this guy go full go. Gore's not going to be here for the long haul. Obviously, Gore's still going to get some work, but you got to give him more than seven touches. It's ridiculous. You say he's going to be in for the long haul, but we're going to be talking again in like 2026, and we're, we're going to be saying that. Devin Singletary's due for that breakout, but Frank Gore is still getting those carries. <laughs> Let's move to wide receivers. My start of the week is Allen Robinson. Uh, it's time to pick on the Philadelphia secondary yet again. Uh, Robinson's been a target monster lately. He hasn't had less than seven this year, and he gets to go up against an Eagles defense that's averaging 186 yards and 13 receptions per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Robinson's going to see a bunch of that. Trubisky only has eyes for him if it's not a big play look for Anthony Miller, which only comes two to three times a game. Um, so personally, I think A-Rob is a go this week. For sure. All right. Well, like we said earlier, start everyone in the Raiders-Lions game. So I'm going to go with Tyrell Williams. Uh, he looked good last week. He didn't have a ton of catches, but he did get that long touchdown. But he definitely looks refreshed and back to full strength. I'm ready for him to go in this plus matchup. And I'm not sure he gets the touchdown because Waller's actually starting to get all the touchdowns, which is great for a Waller owner from the start of the season. But I I do expect Tyrell to have at least five or six catches this week. And we saw what he did with three last week. So I expect at least wide receiver two numbers. Yeah. Some really quick breaking news that you'll know by the time you hear this, but uh, Devontae Adams was running his routes a lot faster today. So <laughs> Start him up. Woo. Um, all right, I'll roll into my <laughs> wide receiver start. It's Devontae Adams. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> kill you. You've already done that once. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's Larry Fitzgerald. So I said I'm full of bold takes. This is like number five on the episode. It's a bad matchup. He's coming off two terrible games, but they have a necessity to throw. They're going to be down early. I think Fitz is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that because – The 49ers have put up, I want to say, single-digit quarterback weeks uh, to their opposing quarterbacks the last, like, three or four, and that's not going to continue to happen. I I, I feel like they have a short week to prepare for one of the more difficult quarterbacks to prepare for because of the the rushing ability that Kyler has, but I think that they're still going to put pressure on Kyler, and he's going to check down to Larry Fitz with – 
DJ out with Edmonds out. I know Kirk's back, but that actually helps Larry Fitzgerald. And I think that he's going to have eight to 10 catches and it might not be for a ton of yards. Like don't, don't get me wrong, but I think he's going to be a wide receiver too, or at least a, a very, very high end flex play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you might have some hesitation because the last two weeks haven't been good, but you have to think that this offense gets back on track at some point. Yeah, my my expectation is him and Kirk are the only way they can move the ball this week. But my only nervousness is this is basically the tallest defensive line in the league, and <laughs> they that may be the death of Kyler. I, I mean, yeah. we don't know. That's, that's yeah, that's that's true. my one that's my one worry this week. Yeah. yeah. All right, so tight ends. Uh, this 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 was tough for me. They're not good tight end matchups in this you one. Took, you you took the best agree. one though. <laughs> yeah, I will because I'm just good at this. But um, it, it's Jonu Smith. Um, second week in a in a row, he's going to pop up on our starts of the week. Uh, he's looked really good, and the Titans kind of need that reliable option over the middle of the field. I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think Delaney Walker plays in this one. Uh, so Smith should have five or six receptions. Uh, it should be that kind of day for him, which could put him in the top eight uh, performers of the week. I mean, if he finds the end zone, he could be top five. But I'm just basing it on hit. Smith as a really good floor for this week. Um, even though the matchup isn't great against the Panthers, the Panthers aren't giving up a ton of points to the tight end. But I'm just basing it, I'm basing this one on the floor. Yeah, let's see there. I don't feel comfortable about this one, but I'm going to roll with TJ Hawkinson. I know it's kind of been a disappointing season for him, honestly, but the Raiders have been really bad against the tight ends lately. They allowed two subpar tight ends in reality last week to both have good games, and I think his floor is at least that five-plus targets, and he obviously has a touchdown upside because him and Galladay are their red zone options. So I, I do expect uh, maybe back-end tight end one performance. But, I mean, if he gets that touchdown, as we all know, that could make him top five. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure I expect it. But like we said, just play everyone, man. Like well, they have, They're going to have throw the ball against the Raiders. Yeah. So, Well, he, he's also a rookie, and it's getting later in the season, and that's normally when they come into their own. And I think that Hawkinson's due for another big game like we saw earlier in the season. Another guy I think is due for a big game is Dallas Goddard. I think it's finally time that we acknowledge that Goddard is taking over for Ertz. And I want to say that the Eagles are going to acknowledge that this week too. They're going to roll them out there together. And Ertz is still going to be looked at as the tight end one on that team. But that is how Goddard has been so productive. He hasn't been great by any means, but I know Sean talked about how he picked him up and he's probably starting him this week. I did the same thing in, in one of my leagues. I just think that the touchdown upside that Goddard has mixed with the fact that he's going to get more catches. Um, I kind of expect kind of a six catch, 50 yards, maybe a touchdown day, and that's in the top three. Um, so again, with my bold takes, I'm on them today, but I, I really like Goddard in this matchup. Yeah. But I, I want to disagree, but you're probably right. Um, let's move to sits. I, I know I made fun of Randy doing this before, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say my first sit is the entire Kansas City backfield. How with, dare you? With McCoy and yeah, Damian Williams. You're not playing Daryl Williams this week? 
<laughs> I'm not even counting Daryl Williams. Man. I'm just saying <laughs> McCoy and Damian Williams. But it's a really tough task uh, going against the Vikings front seven that's only given up one rushing touchdown to opposing running backs the entire year. Uh, you don't know who's going to get the workload after last week. Uh, and Christian, you mentioned it before that Damian Williams was on the field a lot in the fourth quarter. McCoy did fumble in the third. So Reed kind of sat him down and put in Damian Williams. And part of that is why you can't trust either of these guys. So I'd be, I mean, the real Slim Shady and Damian Williams should definitely be sitting down in this one. <sighs> hey, I told you there was more where that came from. Suck the life right out of us. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm moving to my first one. I'm going to go with David Montgomery. After his explosive week last week, he's got one of the tougher matchups against the Eagles' rush defense, and Trubisky's looked pretty bad. So the Eagles' secondary – He is bad. (laughs) Well, the Eagles' secondary isn't going to be able to really do much, but they don't have to do a ton against Trubisky. So I think they go full out and run commit to make sure Montgomery doesn't beat him and bait Trubisky into trying to throw to Allen Robinson 100 times to have a shot. Also, can we can we talk about how his first week back with a shoulder brace on, they made him throw like 55 times? Like what? That's awful coaching. I, I did, well, We never talked about that, but I was like, why? Randy, I'll say it again. Man, Nagy's not yeah. an idiot. He <laughs> it makes no, definitely like, 100% thank, an idiot. Thank God you're <laughs> basically full health. Now throw 55 times. <laughs> it's insane. Go ahead, Go ahead Chris. Uh, Yeah, so my next – or my first sit is Lamar Jackson. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I've been waiting all year to call this guy's name. This is the one perfect opportunity. This Patriots defense is an all-time defense. This might be the best defense we've ever seen. And they also know how to game plan. I, I think I talked about it sometime over the last couple episodes. I don't think Bill Belichick knows how to put together a bad game plan. And the game plan to beat the Ravens is to shut Lamar's running game down. I think that you might see an explosive catch out of Marquise Brown, maybe one, and that'll be nixed right away. Um, I just I don't feel confident with Lamar as anything more than a quarterback two this week, which I know that's crazy to say with how productive he is and his legs and all that. But I, I just I, I'm scared for this matchup for Lamar. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think they come out in that bear type front with three guys press manned up mm-hmm. across Andrews and Hollywood and the other way, and I I don't see how they're gonna be able to run a ton. Yeah, uh, my second guy it's Terry McLaurin. News broke just before we started recording that um, after practice today there was some indication that Haskins is going to get the start in this game, which is just a terrible terrible idea. Um, They have to go to Buffalo, and McLaurin's going to be matched up with Tredavious White for the majority of the game. Uh, Buffalo has only given up two receiving touchdowns this year, uh, and they're only 13.5 fantasy points per game to all opposing wide receivers. Uh, I mean, if, if if they throw Haskins to the fire and start him at Buffalo, the offense, the, the offense won't perform at all. It's going to be even worse. I mean, McLaurin's floor maybe with Keenum is three, four catches, but that's about it. So, I mean, to be honest, guys, playing Terry is way too scary this week for my liking. <laughs> that pause was needed. You needed to know <laughs> what you're doing to us. 
<laughs> All right, I'll roll it into my last one. Along with what Christian said, I'm going to go with Marquise Brown. He's going up against Gilmore, and I typed probably some bad words in here before, but he's just not going to be open. There's, <laughs> like Christian said, he does have a shot to have one big catch, uh, just because everyone does with his kind of speed and his playing style. But I'm just going to assume they press him with Gilmore, and Gilmore's pretty much the best lockdown corner in the league right now. And I We saw what happens every time they try and target Gilmore's guy. He either tips it or picks it. And it's not like Lamar Jackson's a great throwing quarterback. So I just don't see how he's going to be able to beat Gilmore this week. He had, He was getting all the targets before he got hurt, but he was pretty much coming out with like three catches a game with like, eight, nine, 10, 11 targets. So that he's got the drops right now and he's going up against the shutdown corner of the league. Yeah. It's gross. It's all gross. I wouldn't feel comfortable starting any Ravens player this week. Maybe Mark Andrews. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, my last sit is Chris Carson. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I know Sean may disagree a little bit. But I feel like I'm constantly picking on the Tampa Bay running back matchup, but they haven't shown me any reason to do anything different. I, Carson should struggle this week based on probability, but if the game script goes the way Sean thinks, then maybe he's productive. I'm just not comfortable starting him and expecting RB1 numbers. I think the best you're going to get out of Carson this week is an RB2. Um, I, I love the player, but I really hate the game in this one. Now... <laughs> What did I just say? Come on, mine are better than that. I did that on accident. I'm not gonna lie. I wrote that in the show doc, and I was like, "Wow, what?" Yeah, okay. Mine are better. Come on. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's wrap it up. Jesus, uh, you guys got anything to add before we get out of here? No. Uh, just a reminder: the odds of us being able to record a DFS episode. Just say there's no. Are, just say there's no. DFS. There's no chance. Yeah, there's absolutely no chance. Yeah. I don't believe me and Christian are traveling with mics, so I just don't see how we'd be able to do it. Uh, but we will tweet out a lineup Saturday night, maybe Sunday. I probably Saturday night. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe do it while we're drinking. Who knows? So, uh, so that'll be the one we win twenty thousand dollars with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but sorry about that. But we, luckily, we still got three episodes out to you this week. Yeah. 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 So uh, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at. S Ward underscore 12 follow Christian at 40 underscore Williams and follow Randy at Randy underscore hall 71. Good luck in week nine, go in all your matchups. We'll talk to you Monday night for Christian Williams, Randy hall. I'm Sean Ward. We gone.